Jiminy's is the maker of sustainable dog food and treats made with cricket protein that is better for the environment. Cricket protein is also a superfood that is delicious, nutritious, and easy to digest for dogs. Save 25% on your first purchase. Go to Jiminy's.com slash AMR25 and use code AMR25 at checkout. Fuzzy is a telehealth service that offers 24-7 personalized care from veterinary professionals. Get a free 7-day trial plus $20 off any of your pet's products needs, pet meds, supplements, food, and more. Go to yourfuzzy.com slash AMR and use promo code AMR to get started. StoryWorth helps you share stories and memories. Give all the dads in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. StoryWorth. And save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Katie Snevice. Hello, Katie. How are you? I am good. I am good. Um, recently, you said something that really made me laugh and I keep coming back to, which is you uh, called it the 100 days of May. Uh Yes. I mean, I think most moms, um, well, I shouldn't say moms, dads, everyone involved can probably, you know, understand what that means. It just never ends. I feel like the schools try to shove everything possible into May. And while it's fun to be able to do all of these events in person and, you know, celebrate the end of sports seasons and cram in, um, you know, field trips and whatnot. It just is so busy. It's just so busy. <laughs> so it seems like the never ending month. Yes. The never ending month. Exactly. I mean, I, like I said, I love it and I, you know, don't want to wish it away at all, but it's just, you know, you kind of look at your calendar and you're like, how am I going to get all that done? Or how am I going to be able to go to all the different places? I just don't know. And it always seems to work out right. And maybe laundry doesn't get done or maybe, you know, I have to stay up a little bit later to do some work, whatever, it, whatever it is. Um, it's just a little insane. Is it busy with, with the teens? I mean, do you guys, do you kind of experience the same thing in May or is it die down a little bit as they get a little it, older? Yeah, de- it's definitely not the same. Yeah. That, um, you know, there's, we, uh, I, I don't think we have field trips yet here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's no, you know, kind of end of year parties or anything. Although it was prom on Saturday night for my son, John, who's 16. Oh my gosh. Tell me about it. Um, so John goes to a school called Jefferson, which is a pretty small student body. So they have, um, maybe about 140 kids per class. So they had a junior senior prom because otherwise it would be pretty sparse. Um, So he's a junior. So he went with, um, so he's on that Jefferson dancers, the pre-professional program at school. And so he went with um, a group of uh, folks. There were three Jefferson dancer girls and then uh, two of them had dates. And then John was the date for one of the gals and um oh my gosh it was just uh a roster a complete roster of events that was one amazing thing after another that um the dad of one of the guys who isn't even it's not like this is a group that hangs out together the girls definitely all hang out they are really tight but the it's not like that and and one of the boys is definitely the boyfriend of one of the gals but Mm -hmm. this other guy is i mean they're supposedly he and this 
gal are supposedly kind of dating, but not really. But that the dad of that young man rented a stretch Humvee limo. Oh my gosh. A thousand dollars. And so us parents, I mean, he didn't confer with us. And so we agreed to pay the tip. I mean, he didn't ask us to chip in on the other. He made reservations at the um, for the kids at the restaurant at the top of Oregon's tallest skyscraper, which is in downtown Portland. Um, so, I mean, John just loved being in the limo and loved being at this restaurant that has amazing views out you know, all over downtown Portland into the distant mountains. And um, the prom was at the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry. And of course, because, you know, kids can't just do one thing. They had all these kind of exhibits and games open. And so um, there were lots of options of things to do. What an experience for them. I mean, our prom was at like some crappy hotel in the middle of nowhere, you know? <laughs> and Mira Sorvino uh, starred in it, uh, you know, <laughs> Romy and Michelle or whatever. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, and so, um, so anyway, so here they are, you know, four dancers together and then these two other guys. And I just thought if they don't dance at prom, I'm going to be ticked off sure they gotta show off their stuff (laughs) i know so so anyway so but that's not their style they're they're very humble kids but john told me the next day he said mom no one was dancing so he and this other gal went out and started dancing um and started everybody off so (laughs) that's so cool was it like i mean do they dance to is it like I don't know what is it what kind of music are they dancing to at first what did they what was their first I asked him um, that I asked song. him yeah he did not remember they did not okay. have a prom theme song they did not have king and queen um okay. and um so but he also then he said he got pulled into the center of many dance circles <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Like being in the concert, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, I would have paid good money to be a fly on the wall there. <laughs> <laughs> did they have parent chaperones? They didn't. Oh, you know, I would have been first in line if they. I was going to say, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't sign up for that. Yeah, no. So there was there were no parent chaperones. So, um, yeah. So he just had a really really good time, and as I you know, was uh, taking him over for the photos at one of these gals houses. I was like, really revel in this. Like, this is in person. We are not locked in, mm-hmm. you know, this, like, th- this is IRL. <laughs> right, right. Enjoy, Enjoy it. <laughs> That's so cool. What a special memory and weekend, you know, oh. you know night. I mean, weekend. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really, really, it just filled my cup overflowing, overflowing. So it was fantastic. Yeah, I got some good pictures. So good. Yes, yes. So, um, well, so as we've kind of alluded to there, the the pandemic, the things in real life. This this topic. Um, this is folks who took up running during the pandemic, like people who were not runners at all before. Mm-hmm. And it was it was something that um, first hit on my radar. Um, I realized that it's I don't know. It it was just kind of opened my eyes to was at the um 2021 may 2021 i was the mc at the happy girls race out in bend which i often do right and and i was like wait i I think i heard somebody saying like this is my first race ever and i was (laughs) like wow 
So that, that kind of got me thinking about it. And then at our retreat, um, at Hilton Head in February, there was a gal there who's going to be our first guest who, um, talked about how it was going to be her first in-person race because she had only taken up running during the pandemic. And, you know, think about it. It's starting running in a vacuum. There's no in-person races, no group runs, no shopping for gear in person. You're dodging people on the sidewalk. You know, it's a very different landscape for learning to run. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. So we'll talk to two such runners and Katie and I will be joined by our first newbie runner after this break. Stay tuned. I love and respect our pets so much. The other day I said, excuse me, when I stepped in front of one of our cats, as if he was a human, I had disrespected. My son lovingly mocked me for it. If you have a pet, they're a part of your family. Fuzzy knows there's nothing that compares to being greeted or followed underfoot by a furry family member. And Fuzzy wants to keep our pets healthy and make them as happy as they make us. Fuzzy is a telehealth service for pet parents that offers 24 seven access to personalized pet care from veterinary professionals. From getting your pet's diet just right to meeting their middle-of-the-night needs to finally figuring out if their shedding is normal, nothing is too big or small for a quick fuzzy call. Through live chat and virtual vet consultations available to you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, Fuzzy can answer your pet questions, big and small, urgent and everyday. Fuzzy can also recommend the exact right products for your pet, all of which are handpicked by their established team of veterinary professionals and available at discounts exclusive to Fuzzy members. Our Frenchie, Augie, recently developed a few random lumps and bumps on his big noggin. A quick call and consult with Fuzzy assured me he's doing just fine. Right now, Fuzzy is offering our listeners a free seven-day trial membership. Go to yourfuzzy.com AMR today to sign up. That's a free seven-day trial at yourfuzzy.com AMR. And for a limited time, Fuzzy is also offering a special discount of $20 off any of your pet's product needs, pet meds, supplements, food, and more with promo code AMR. If you're like me and you care about the environment and have a dog, then consider reducing your dog's carbon paw print with Jiminy's sustainable dog food and treats made from cricket protein. I'm turning all my neighbors onto it and I want to spread the word far and wide. Jiminy's is sustainably made because cricket protein uses less water and land to produce and drastically eliminates greenhouse gas emissions versus traditional animal protein dog food. One bag of Jiminy's cricket protein treats saves 220 gallons of water versus traditional animal protein treats. Dogs, including my Augie, love the taste. Jiminy's includes delicious, nutritious plant-based ingredients like sweet potatoes, blueberries, peanut butter, and pumpkin. Jiminy's is also good for dogs with food sensitivity or dogs with allergies. Insect protein is considered hypoallergenic for dogs versus other allergy-triggering proteins like beef, chicken, fish, and soy. In fact, veterinarians are using Jiminy's dog food in elimination diets to determine food allergies. Our neighbors recently got a rescue pup with some gut issues, and I recommended Jiminy's. It's easy for dogs to digest because cricket protein contains a fiber that's prebiotic, which supports a healthy gut in your dog. Little Emmy is thriving. Please check out Jiminy's dog food and treats made with cricket protein, a sustainable superfood that is delicious, nutritious, and easy to digest for dogs. To learn more and save 25% off your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com AMR25 and use code AMR25 at checkout. That's J-I-M-I-N-Y-S dot com slash AMR25 with code AMR25. My dear dad often said we were people of the word. He told such great stories, like when as a boy he saw a pig for the first time while visiting a farm in Tennessee, and he declared, in Chicago, we call them ostriches. Yet how many other stories didn't I get to hear? I wish I'd gotten my dad's story worth. 
StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com AMR. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Each week, StoryWorth emails your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought, like, what things do you think you cannot live without, or what's the furthest you've ever traveled? After one year, StoryWorth compiles all of those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. I know I love hearing Coach Liz talk about all she's learned about her mother through StoryWorth, like her mom's first job and her favorite artist. Coach Liz sees her mother almost every day, yet StoryWorth prompts her mother to open up and reminisce in ways that spoken conversation might miss. Again, I wish I'd had that opportunity with my father, who passed away four years ago this month. Give all the fathers in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash AMR. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash AMR to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash AMR. Our first guest is Karen Sorrell, that woman I was talking about from our Hilton Head retreat. Karen is a part-time teacher and HR administrator in Finksburg, Maryland. Uh, a major weight loss su- success story, she's lost more than 100 pounds and kept it off. And Karen took up running in semi-desperation when her gym closed. If I believe if memory serves right, we'll we'll find out if, if I remember from the retreat. Um, so thank you for joining us, Karen, and for really opening my eyes up to people who are in your situation. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And uh, I just really appreciate it quite a bit. Uh, the only correction I'll make is it wasn't semi-desperation. It was full-on desperation. <laughs> <laughs> just, said, just letting you know. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, Karen, tell us about the ages of your three daughters. I also have three daughters. Um, so we have that in common. We know you have a graduation to attend today. So I'm really impressed that you're even doing this with us. That's yes, I am too. A lot yeah. to pack in. So my, my girls are 17, 19, and 21, um, headed very soon to 18, 20, and 22. Um, my 19-year-old is graduating today um, from our local community college. She's uh, finishing up an associate's degree there and then headed on to a bachelor's degree in the, in the fall. So yeah, we've, we're packing a lot in today. It's <laughs> exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so usually the question, you know, tell us about your running background is just kind of of a casual way to glide into the conversation on the podcast. But since that's the epicenter of your story, let's unpack it in pieces. Um, Tell us about, tell us about your fitness before you arrived at running, Karen. So immediately before I arrived at running, I I had really become, I I almost would dare say a gym rat. Um, I had an addiction. Well, it's still kind of due to the elliptical. Mm. Um, my middle daughter uh, has some chronic health issues um, and in 2017 had an ankle injury that landed her at physical therapy. And I was spending so many hours a week in PT um, with her that they said, you know, we have gym equipment here. And I was like, can I get on it? And they said, <laughs> yeah. And I, I really, that was the first time that I had like felt comfortable in a, in a gym situation. It was a physical therapy office. It catered to a lot of elderly folks, to be honest, it was very not intimidating. Mm. And, um, I don't sit and just do nothing very well. So I started on the elliptical and, um, 
by the time I uh, was kicked out of the gym by the lovely COVID virus, um, mm-hmm. I was doing six days a week uh, in the gym with, with weight training and elliptical combination. So that's where I started and what my fitness journey was like prior to starting to run. (laughs) And so had you transitioned from the PT office to a true gym or you just, Oh, okay. I stayed there. I'm amazed they let you stay there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They have a, you know, they do a, um, a a gym membership that's really designed for like post-cardiac rehab patients and stuff like that. And they have an amazing elliptical (laughs) machine. I love their brand and uh, it gives you a really good workout. And that's where I was at. Good for you for, you know, finding a way to stay active while you're there, you know, with your daughter. I think that's so, you know, I mean, I just think it's incredible when people find those opportunities. So tell us a little bit about your weight loss that Sarah alluded to before. Um, It sounds like it was a lot of hard work and dedication and, and pretty significant. Um, yeah, I've, um, from my high weight, I've lost a total of 110 pounds. Wow. Um, it it's, I, Sarah had asked me if I wouldn't mind sending over some photos, which made me go back and look at some photos. And I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. Um, it's kind of hard to look at, to be honest. Uh, Mm. and so I had, uh, I had not grown up obese. I, to be honest, I thought I was, but I was not, I just saw a quote from, from, somebody who was like, you know, things to be appreciative about in your older age. And one of the things they said was appreciate your body where it's at now. Do you know who thinks mm-hmm. your body looks great? You 10 years from now. Um, <laughs> so true. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's really true. So I, I had really, um, in my twenties put on a, obviously a ton of weight and I was shocked by it at one point. Um, and so I felt horrible. Um, I don't believe that anybody has to be a certain number on the scale, but I do believe that you're going to live your best life. If you feel really good about what you're able to physically do and accomplish, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I realized I spent more time like, you know, going to the beach from, with my kids, I'd be more worried about how I looked or what I'd be able to do than just spending my time with my kids and enjoying it. And that's no way to live a life. Um, to be brutally honest for me, I don't speak for anybody else, but being obese is painful. And I don't mean just emotionally, but there's a lot of physical aspect to it too. Um, there's things you can't do. There's things that don't feel comfortable to be able to physically do. Um, a couple of things that happened were my kids had some, um, health issues that we ended up going off a dairy and going off a gluten. And, you know, this was back in the early 2000s, basically mid 2000s. And and the non-dairy, no gluten stuff has come a long way. But I mean, then we were making everything at home ourselves. And that had, I mean, it really helped out. I I cut out a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. uh, that just kind of, yeah, I realized later made it very easy to decrease caloric intake. Um, Unlike many people, mine was a slow process over many years. Um, and so it just kind of kept coming off until I, I got to a point where I needed to, um, add some exercise in, but I also had a, a good friend of mine her husband who very gently said to me, exercise is great, Karen. And he was a gym rat, Mm -hmm. but he said, I have to tell you that you will never fully change it unless you address the food because food is nearly 
all of it. And it is true. Like I didn't get obese by not exercising. I got obese by eating improperly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed to really address that and change that. And that's what I really focused on. Well, that's amazing. A good, you know, good story. And just, it takes so much, like I said, dedication. Um, good for you for, for taking that and, and really changing your lifestyle and, and everything that you've done over the past, you know, 20 years. Um, yeah. So now that we've set the stage, please tell us about your entree into running. How did you transition <laughs> from a COVID gym rat to a runner? Oh, so I, I live in Maryland and um, we had a f- basically a full-on shutdown. Um, and I found myself literally from being six days a week in the gym um, to having nothing. Like I didn't have equipment at home. Um, all of my people came home (laughs) (laughs) and I'm, I'm an introvert. So I was like, what are you all doing home here? My husband travels for work. He came home. Um, and I don't just exercise for fitness, but I exercise to, to my emotional well-being. Um, actually we were at the Hilton head retreat, Colleen, who was doing the foam rolling. She's like, why do you run asking everybody? And I was like, well, actually I run for everybody else's health and well-being. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things that I had to figure something out because it had become such an important part of my life. And of course, with all of the changes that occurred with COVID, like managing, anxiousness and anxiety and, and just processing the stress, like I had to keep going. So running had always been incredibly intimidating to me. Mm. Um, I could do an hour and 15 minutes on the elliptical at a, uh, a multi-level, you know, I would everything from level one to level 12, like I could handle that, but like running on the roads just felt totally different. Mm. Um, as does whenever you transfer exercises, but Mm -hmm. running was very intimidating to me for a lot of reasons. And, um, but I had to figure out something that I could do from home. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could do that basically with a pair of shoes and not a tremendous amount of expensive equipment. Although, well, I've added a lot of things there, you know, it's fun (laughs) to buy stuff for running, but, um, so yeah, I just slowly started. I felt very discouraged um, at first, uh, cause it's hard there, there's a hard aspect to it. And I don't live in a flat area. So I do run on inclines and Hills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I thought I was in shape, but this is different. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. And runs still feel hard to me. And I've been running for a long time. You know, it just, it, it never, some days I'm like, when is it going to be just effortless? And it, it doesn't happen that often for me. So I feel like runners are all in the same boat a little bit. Well, I'm glad you said that because when I started with like, love the run you're with, and they were like, easy run. And I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> like, I just, and what's that? You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you said that. Thank you. That, that gave me a lot of solace. Yeah. 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 Um, so Karen, you alluded to the gear and, and I got to wondering, you know, so stores were closed or, you know, there was limited help from a few masked salespeople. So, you know, how did you find the gear you needed? You know, the, the good support of shoes, a supportive running bra. So, um, I was, it was at least a good thing in that because I had been, um, in the gym and on the elliptical so much, um, I had been at least smart enough every now and then I do something right that, um, <laughs> I had good shoes and 
Uh, we have an amazing uh, local running store here, um, locally owned by a guy who's been running his whole life. Um, again, a very welcoming, inclusive atmosphere. Mm. Um, and Steve does a great job fitting people for shoes. So I had shoes that I wasn't concerned about running in. Mm -hmm. um, as for everything else, I, I have to admit that again, I mean, I had a sports bra, I can be cheap on something. So I'm sure it was a target sports bra, but, um, <laughs> again, you know, Facebook knows what you're thinking and all that kind of stuff. And I did find, um, another mother runner and just the women in the, in the Facebook group and, and stuff like that, that they, I, I started to lurk and hang on and see the gear recommendations, um, and tried things out. Um, I do, I do love handful bras. I have appreciated that. And I've appreciated a lot of the gear recommendations. Um, uh, my husband gifted me with a Garmin watch, which has been great. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I would say that a lot of the, the stuff I, <laughs> I've got a pile of noon and goo in my house. Thank you again, <laughs> AMR. Um, my, my middle daughter has, uh, POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And so noon is sucked down by her and I, so, mm -hmm. you know, it definitely, I would just say AMR really, I have to admit to that, that the ladies on the Facebook page, giving their recommendations. And I am a, uh, admitted sucker for anything that you guys put up on the website. I'm not going to lie. Oh my gosh. So. We did, we did not pay you for that promotion. So thank I know. you. Yes, you can. I'll, I'll be happy to like right. my account numbers and routing number and you can just slip me something, Sarah. To your offshore accounts. Uh -huh, or, yeah. or really, I got to tell you again, I'm a sucker. Just send me something free. Yeah, I don't in know. Kind. Give exactly. Pair, yes. Give me a pair yeah. of topos or something, whatever. I don't care. Yes. Which you... yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say the hits keep coming with throwing in more and more partner I, names. You know, I love it. Whatever. It's like good stuff. So <laughs> I can admit to being a sucker for some of it. Well, Sarah and I manage all the partners. So I make it enough <laughs> of sure to send this podcast to everyone yeah. we work with. Um, hey guys, listen up. That's right. Yeah. I swear we didn't, we didn't tell Karen to say this, no, um, but I, I couldn't agree more when I started, you know, when I started finding out about AMR, I mean, I would go on there and just search the archives on the Facebook page. Like, yeah. What kind of, shoes should I really be running in? Like, do you have any ideas for shorts? I mean, it's just, it's a wealth of information. And if you can't find it or don't want to search for it, just ask the question. And within, you know, five minutes, you'll have 25 different. I know. Um, well, and, you know, looking at my age, I don't need to be in those two or three inch shorts. Give me the six inch one. So, you know, and that was helpful too. I, I have to admit it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, a little heads up on Friday, our next gear review is coming out and it's all about skirts and dress oh, nice. to run in. So there's yes. really, really awesome and functional and cute skirts. So just, um, so anyways, we'll move off of all of our, our <laughs> sponsored brands, but, um, are you typically a person who enjoys interact? I mean, I know you mentioned you're an introvert, but how about working out? Would you rather work out by yourself or are you, you know, would you, would you have liked to have been a part of group runs or run with someone when you first started running? So I admit that my running is really like my time. Um, mm -hmm. you know, again, I, it's been kind of cool here that, that in my neighborhood, I, I live in an older neighborhood. It's not an established like subdivision type of thing. We all have like half acre plus lots, but we, we, so we're kind of spread apart, but, but it's funny that it running, um, 
uh, several of my neighbors, we've gotten to know each other. Like I'm a 6am runner, we'll be out. And I usually run with my dog, Charlie. Um, she always outrun me, runs me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I've just gotten to the, know the neighbors, but I am, um, a lone runner, so to speak. I, and some days I've got my podcasts I listen to, some days my music, some days just the birds chirping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My dog's name is Charlie too. I just had is it. <laughs> I run with him also. So yes, we should be best friends basically. That's good. Sounds good. <laughs> so, so did you feel like you, during the pandemic, you know, here you are, you've never um, experienced running when it's quote unquote normal times. Did you feel like you were missing out on any aspects of running or did you feel like you were getting the whole experience just fine? Oh, Sarah, I had no idea what I was missing out on. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? Like I, mm. I, I was just out doing it for my own sanity. And um, I just had, I mean, I didn't know what I was missing. So it was mm. everything, I guess it needed to be for me because mm. I had no, I, nothing to compare it to. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. So you said that, you know, you, you turn to us for um, turn to another mother runner for advice and tips Um was there any place else that you turned and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Was it your husband who bought you the, the retreat? He did. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm, again, I sound like a total AMR fangirl. I didn't, I didn't turn anywhere else. I didn't have to, oh. um, you know, like I, again, I don't know why I could be missing something better. I highly doubt it, but everything that I needed was here. I ended up with a lot of support on the Facebook pages, a lot of advice. Like, I mean, really you can ask anything on those pages and the ladies will come back with telling you. So, I mean, and then, and then I ended up just, it was a huge um, leap of faith and act of courage for me, although it doesn't seem like maybe it should be for many, but I, I um, did love the run you're with uh, summer, summer ish of 2020. I can't really remember the exact Mm -hmm. dates and that gave me a training plan. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I didn't have to look for anything else. And then, yeah, it was my husband who bought me the Hilton head retreat, Mm -hmm. um, and surprised me with it for some holiday. I think it might've been mother's day or my birthday. I'm not real sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. Wow. Well, what an amazing present. I mean, I, think, yeah. <laughs> you know, go to a runner retreat where I'm assuming you didn't know anyone or you didn't go with anyone. Nope. Not How? a soul. Well, my, my daughter invited herself along with me just because she wanted to go to Hilton Head, but I didn't know anybody at the retreat at all. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a huge step, right. And running an immersion. What did you, what were kind of your hopes of what you wanted to get out of it and did it live up to your expectations? Um, well, I wanted to survive it. Um, <laughs> it was very intimidating when I opened it up. The, he had like printed off a little, little thing to tell me he had bought it. And I was like, are you crazy? I said, <laughs> I, I don't do stuff like this. He's like, look, you've been doing this and you've just been like totally doing your thing with it. So I just thought you'd really like this and I hope you'll go. And I was like, well, you paid for it. So yes, I'll go. But I don't know if I'll actually attend anything. Um, you know, and it was just, again, I think that intimidation factor totally on my part, nothing from AMR side of it by any means, but, but the idea of being on a, you know, a retreat among a whole bunch of people. And then this whole like race information came out and I thought, oh my goodness, I, you know, 
but it was free and they had swag. So I thought, well, I'll sign up for it. And nobody's <laughs> going to know if I don't actually run it, you know? Well, That's of course, funny. once I was there, I made the mistake of like mentioning to Sarah, oh yeah, it's my first one. And she's like, yes. So, you know. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound at all like all me. Like I don't me. know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> very out of character for you. <laughs> I learned that. I picked that up real quick. I said to somebody, I was like, yeah, I casually mentioned this to Sarah. And they were like, oh boy, that went somewhere, didn't it? I said, yeah, actually it did. <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, um, people were very, very welcoming. Um, I will say that, you know, Becca Atkinson from Greenville, South Carolina, like she was like, I will run with you on this race. And I was like, oh, no way. And she did. Like she stuck with me for the entire 6.55 miles, I think it was. Yeah. Um, which was which was great because let me tell you something, it was windy that day. And it was. I I mean, it was forceful windy. And I think I might have like just been like, I don't know about this, but Becca kept cheering me on the whole way. So it was pretty awesome. I really uh, appreciated it. Oh, fantastic. Very so cool. so it was so great to um be at that starting line with you yeah. for that first ever in-person race. I mean, what was it like standing on that that beach on Hilton Head Island surrounded by other women runners? I mean, you'd come out of this solo, you know, bubble. Um, yeah. and suddenly there's, Hey, look, they're all dressed ready to run too. And we're all wearing bibs. Like this is very different. Yeah. But it was, um, I think probably it spoiled me for everything else. People have asked if you're going to do more races and I'm like, well, I'm going to have to adjust my expectations down. I didn't have my own personal cheering squad, you know? <laughs> um, but no, I, again, I, one of the things about sports for me is that it can often be very intimidating and very focused on the medal or the finish line. Mm -hmm. And I'm just focused on the lifestyle aspect of it. And in AMR obviously has a place for everybody, you know, who runs those, I don't know, seven minute miles to the ones who run the 14 minute miles, whatever you want to take your pick. Um, and the fact is I'm, I will never run a five minute mile, let alone, Lester Hart, Shalane Flanagan and running like a five minute marathon. I, I do, you know, there's just no way. So I'm out here to just run my run. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully encourage somebody else to give it a try too, because it's just really about, um, our overall health. It's not just about physical health or how our bodies look. It's just how we, um, approach life and what it does for us mentally and emotionally. So, and, and AMR has been a huge part of that supportive atmosphere and just not making the act of running intimidating or feeling like I've got to be the best out there. Cause I'm not. <laughs> well, you kind of just summed up our whole mission statement too. So <laughs> I feel like we should just end this podcast because <laughs> all the right, you know, not the very right answers, but, but yeah, I mean, we, we just want to celebrate runners, right? And just yes. put in front of the other, um, a lifestyle. I don't, we don't really care what a pace is. It's just no. about getting out there. Yep. Yeah. So while the women run race at Hilton Head, you know, was fairly small, um, it sounds like, well, was the running race, everything you thought it would be, I mean, all your personal cheering section and all, and was there anything about an in-person race compared to a virtual one that surprised you? Um, yeah, again, just as being somebody who hadn't really experienced it or who felt the like intimidation of the competition aspect of it, it was, it was really supportive and very nice to just be having fun with everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it is different being, you know, doing a virtual race and it, and I have enjoyed the relays that were done, like with uh, love the run you're with, where we at least joined with a group of people kind of online and you felt that 
you know, camaraderie. We'd message each other during the race. I'm done. Awesome job, you know, whatever. But yeah, being in person was, it was just a huge lift. I will say that, especially in that particular atmosphere, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of positive experiences. Um, and the atmosphere overall was just incredibly supportive. That's so great to hear. Do you have any other in-person races on the horizon? I do not right now. Um, I have to think about that. My daughter works for Girls on the Run oh, here um, of Central cool. Maryland, so she's uh-huh. you know wanting me to become a. Um, uh, they have a they have a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. But basically, a race buddy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I'll end up doing that for her, and I'm going to look around for a couple, but I have to honestly get my courage back up there again. I don't know if I want to run a 5k. They're pretty fast and and competitive, Mm. but I might look for a 10k. So we'll Mm. see. Mm. All right. And any other ways your running world is, is going to expand out the world's opening up a bit like group runs, volunteering at a race. I love that you're thinking about, um, you know, doing the girls on the run thing. You know, I, Again, not knowing what I I don't know, I didn't even know all these opportunities were out there. So I am going to start to look at some of that stuff. And we do have local running groups here that do trail runs. Um, Mm -hmm. The favorite is the pub run. You run two miles and go have a beer together. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try some of that this summer and, and just see what it's like. Oh my gosh. See where it takes you. Well, yeah. Karen, thank you so much for making time for us on this busy, exciting day. Um, and for talking up AMR. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. All right. Our second guest is actually the grown daughter of a woman who is also at our Hilton Head retreat. Bethany Carlson is a 24-year-old teacher who took up running during the COVID lockdown. Bethany lives in Hudson, Wisconsin. Thanks for making time during the workday and calling us from school, Bethany. Of course. I'm excited to be here. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Bethany. Um, Tell us a little bit about how, you know, what you did when you were younger. Were you pretty active? Did you play sports? Um, Did you work out before you started running during COVID? Sure. So actually I've been kind of a workout buff for a lot of my life. I was a cheerleader um, starting in high school. So for seven years, Mm. I was the person who threw people in the air. (laughs) I actually got a lot more into strength than I did into cardio for a very long time. Um, The one time I even ever tried running before the pandemic was because I broke my wrist and I couldn't lift anything. And immediately I was like, no, I'm not going to run. I don't like it. Uh Um, And then, you know, once the pandemic hit, I did some runs with my mom and yeah, I actually found myself getting a little bit more into it. And I've kind of tried to grow from there. So it was a little bit of your injury and not being able to strength train. And then, you know, you just wanted to get out of the house. That's kind of how it all came about. Yeah. So my injury was actually before the pandemic started. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Oh, you're fine. Um, and then yeah, not being able to get out of the house. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't have a gym membership at that time and was kind of just itching to be outside and get Mm -hmm. some activity into my day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you allude to your mom, Anna. So, so she served as an inspiration for you to start running. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My mom also didn't start running until she was into adulthood. And she teases me all the time because I, when I was a kid, I was like, I'm never going to try running. I don't like it. I thought it was so hard. And now I do it all the time. So she she likes to tease me about it. Well, she's a good teacher. I mean, she's one of our BAM ambassadors and it's just such an inspiration to a lot of people um, in our community. So tell us a little bit about how, you know, like the logistics behind 
when you started to run, did you just start going like two miles a couple days a week, or did you follow kind of a plan or was it just more, a little more haphazard than that? Um, at the beginning, it was for sure more haphazard of just whenever I found time or whenever I felt like it. Um, but as time went on, I would set goals for how many days I was going to go per week. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would say this week, I'm going to run twice and next week I'll run three times. And so now I try to do four to five times a week. Um, and I try to kind of keep an interval consistency. I had a foot injury. I, I get injured all the time. So I had a foot injury in March and I kind of had to start over, mm -hmm. um, with the very beginning, like the bare minimum. Oh, and so kind of working back into it twice during the pandemic, I had to learn to run. <laughs> Are you feeling better now or how is your injury? Yeah. I tore my plantar fascia. Ooh. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So I had to do quite a bit of physical therapy, but I was able to work with a sports therapist, mm -hmm. um, who knew that not doing any activity really was not an option for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she was able to kind of get me on a plan and watch me run and see how things were going to go. And then once I finished, I just started really slow and now it feels even better than before I started. Well, that's good. Yeah. Did you ever wonder, um, you know, kind of when you were starting to run, are you doing this right? You know, did you think about your form or just any of the mechanics behind running all the time? Yeah. When I first started, I still feel, by the way, yeah. <laughs> when I first started, it was just try to get to the end, <laughs> like mm -hmm. running to get to the end instead of enjoying the actual running itself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with the pandemic, I was able to kind of slow down and take my time with learning exactly what I was doing. Mm, mm, I like that. Uh, you differentiating running to get to the end versus enjoying the kind of journey mm -hmm. along the way. Yes. So, so what did running do for you mentally during the height of the pandemic? Oh my goodness. So much. Um, I like to clear my head by going for walks. And I did that before the pandemic started. Um, and running, I think, I have something to focus on other than whatever's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And so it gave me that chance to take like a break from the screens and a break from school and a break from the constant emails that I would get. Mm -hmm. So having that time to just not think has benefited me so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, fine. I'm injured right now and I'm finding oh, no. how, how much I enjoy swimming for that reason. You know, I, yes. I, don't, I don't have headphones, you know, there's uh, just the black line to look at and just amazed at where the mind can go when the body's in the motion. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so how did you get geared up? Like find the right running shoes, you know, which running bottoms you might like to wear any chafing products. Was it like a lot of trial and error or because you're so young, does everything magically work on you? Grumble. grumble. Just does not work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does not magically work. I wish it did. Um, so because I did a lot of strength training before I started running, um, I knew that chafing was going to be a problem for me because mm -hmm. I just have really big leg muscles. Mm. Um, but I've, I started with like shorts, just regular athletic shorts and almost immediately was like, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> and so <laughs> I almost always run in bike shorts. Mm -hmm. Um, and I put like deodorant on the inside of my legs and it helps mm -hmm. a lot. No. Oh. Um, oh. and then I started with 
some just basic running shoes. Um, recently, after my injury, I went back to run and fun. My mom came with me and we tested out a whole bunch of shoes uh-huh. and found like the perfect ones. Good. good yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. your motivation, well, and I'm going to say it probably did at some points, did it ever, you know, wane? And how did you ramp it back up? Like those days where you're like, oh, I just don't want to do this today, or I don't think I can hit four days a week. I mean, how did you really get yourself out there and continue moving? Sure. So some of the time um, when I don't feel motivated, I get super grumpy when I don't work out during the day. And so some of the time, even my fiance will go, Bethany, you have to leave, go to the gym, (laughs) go for a run. You need to go do something so that Uh you're not this grumpy. Um, so he helps a lot. And also my mom just helps a ton. Uh So even in January, um, we were fortunate enough to do the moms on the run retreat in Clearwater, Florida. And leading up to that, she would text me like almost every day to make sure that I was still ready and still felt like I was able to um, do the race. Uh Nice. Nice. I gotta say, Bethany, it's so nice that here you are 24 and yet you are facing so many of the same things that, that, you know, us middle-aged runners are, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the waning motivation, the having someone in your life tell you, get, get, go leave, just go run now, you know, (laughs) and, and, and chafing. So it's nice to know that, you know, being 24 is not the, you know, golden runner hour that, that sometimes I think back on it being so. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that I have it any easier. I think, I'm not, I don't think there's necessarily a golden age. And if there is, then I am not at it. <laughs> I'm not sure that ever really exists, right? I, mean, I don't know. I wish. Uh, yeah, exactly. When we find it, let's put it in a bottle and sell yes. it. Yes. <laughs> so did you do virtual races in 2020 or 2021? I did a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my sister who I'm sure my mom has talked about before. My youngest sister has a brain disease called lysencephaly. Um, and she's part of an organization for children with disabilities called hope kids, right? They right. have races every year and it got moved to a virtual race in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to push her just like around our block a few times until we hit a 5k uh-huh. we wore our matching shirts and everything and I, at the end I joked and told her that next time she was going to push me because pushing oh. her was a lot more work than just regular <laughs> running uh-huh. oh that's fabulous and yeah. did you did you do any virtual races by yourself or um I think I did one other one I haven't done a ton of virtual ones mm-hmm. I I'm a super non-competitive person. And so sometimes even like the notion of competing like freaks me out. And Mm. so I try to compete with myself instead. Mm -hmm. So I'll do a 5k like on a treadmill. And then the next time I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do the same 5k and the same intervals and the same like heights, but try Mm -hmm. to do it five minutes faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Have you, I may know the answer to this question already, but have you run an in-person race? One. One. Okay. Yep. Just the one in Florida in January. Got it. Got it. And what did you think about it? I, I mean, I loved it. It was, it was nice weather. It wasn't like 80 degrees. It was around 60 in Florida at that time. Uh Um, And so that was really nice. And my mom and I actually did a split half marathon. So we did a relay. I did the first half and then she did the second half. And so knowing that I was going to be able to meet her in the middle Hmm. was a lot 
more motivating for me. Yeah. And what surprised you about running a race with, you know, lots of other people? I think it surprised me that I wasn't as nervous about trying to pass people as Mm -hmm. I expected to be, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I just feel that pressure of, oh, someone is running in front of me. I need to either slow down so that I'm way behind them Mm -hmm. or speed up so that I can pass them. Mm -hmm. Um, And since there were so many people there, I didn't really have that fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like being out on a run where you just see somebody a block ahead of you and you think like, huh, should I, should I wait? Should I turn so I don't have to run past them? Right. Yeah. 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 Or like, what's the proper etiquette? It is a I little know. stressful in those situations. What, what do I do? And if I pass them, am I going to, you know, have to stop for a second? Cause I'm breathing so hard and it, right. <laughs> are we going to play like cat and mouse the whole time that we're running? <laughs> exactly. Yes. So did, did you feel like there were any unwritten rules either in the race or in running that you sort of maybe weren't picking up on or had to ask your mom about because you just sort of didn't live it because there weren't people around? I still don't know if there are unwritten rules or not. <laughs> I, have like certain things that I follow myself. Like I always only keep one earbud in if I'm going to be racing and Mm -hmm. that's more just so that I can hear if there are people around me, Mm -hmm. but I still don't know of any unwritten rules that I may have broken in the past. (laughs) But officer, I didn't know. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) So, so talking about people on the sidewalk, did, I mean, it, there in Wisconsin, I mean, were people avoiding each during the pandemic? Were people avoiding each other on the sidewalk? Were they giving each other wide berth? I mean, here in Portland, it was like people just were giving, you know, stepping down into the street, give, being 20 feet away from people. Was there was there any of that? And if so, is it um, unusual now to be back to just, you know, going past people? So right now, my fiance and I joke that we must just live in a bubble because we almost never see people outside. Oh, all right. Okay. We we go for a walk every single night and uh-huh. almost never see anyone. We try to count like dogs that we see and usually it's <laughs> one dog. But, <laughs> um, so at the beginning, when I was still living at my parents' house, uh-huh. I think I honestly saw more people, but we definitely would stay on opposite sides of the street yes Mm -hmm. Uh so as far away as possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. there was a lot of leapfrogging here in denver um because i live in a pretty concentrated busy area and it was just you know you you walk down and the people would cross the street blocks away as soon as you saw someone and i completely understand and respected people for it but um it's nice that, but I still sometimes feel a little guilty if I'm passing someone on the same side of the street, especially if, when, with, if I'm with my dog, I'll walk into the middle of the street. I don't know if it'll ever get back to being I comfortable just kind of passing each other. I know. I wonder. No, the same and I don't even think I remember a time that it was yeah. like that. <laughs> Look at that. Look, you can sound like an old person too. I barely remember time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any plans for future races? I, this summer in July, I'm doing... It's called a tough mutter. So oh, yes. I've yes. always wanted to do one of those. That's I'm super excited. Yeah. I was one of my coworkers is going to be doing it with me. Um, and so it's a, it's, I think it's just a 5k distance, but there's 15 obstacles that oh, we boy. have to pass through that, so is... that I'm very excited for. Yeah. Um, wow. and I'm going to look for, hopefully I'm going to, I'm going to try to look for one per month. Mm. Oh, wow. Of look at, at least you. a 5k. Yeah. 
Okay. Look at you. You you say you're not competitive, but here you are doing right. competitive just with myself. That yeah. way I can yeah. test myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And was the Tough Mudder your idea or your or your colleagues? It was mine. I saw that they had free registration for like a week. And so oh. it was almost an impulse of, it's free right now. Let's sign up. Yeah. <laughs> Before you can d double think it, overthink yeah. it too much. Yeah. 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 So do you envision running as a lifelong companion for you now? I think so. Nice. Um, I think with just strength training, I found it difficult to kind of keep my energy up. And now that I've started adding the more running and more cardio, I look forward to my workouts a lot more than I used to. Mm -hmm. oh, that's awesome. That's that awesome. Is. Yeah. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for sharing with us. This was a fun conversation. It yeah, was. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you. All right. Well, speaking of uh, virtual races, we have one coming up that actually does have an in-person component to it. It is our 12-year anniversary 12K, and we just launched that. And it is to celebrate our 12-year anniversary of Another Mother Runner uh, when our first book came out. And so it the weekend is June 24 and 20 well it's june 24 to 26 and you can break it up however you want there are no rules in in virtual races for us and you get an amazing swag bag for just 45 dollars. that is the ticket and um five percent of it is going to be donated to charity and so in that swag bag is the cutest t-shirt, an enamel pin, we decided to do that instead of a medal, a bib, a pair of right sock socks, some Gucci shoes, Kate's Real Food Bar. It's amazing. You basically get $45 worth of stuff in this bag. So you're losing money if you don't join our 12-year anniversary 12K. So to find out all the details and to register, go to anothermotherrunner.com slash 12K. Again, anothermotherrunner.com slash 12K. And on there, you're going to see that there are in-person group runs that are being put on by our Bammer Basters. Like we mentioned that Bethany's mom is one of them and uh, a Bammer Baster. And so just around the country, there's going to be group runs, very casual, just show up, um, go on a you know run, a walk, a walk run, whatever you want. Um, Dimity and I are going to be in Missoula that weekend. So we will be um, walking. I think I'll still be walking at that point. Um, and so we really hope you join us and go to anothermotherrunner.com slash 12K for all the details and to register. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Mm -hmm.